Greetings, loyalists and heretics. Welcome to Iron and Ceramite, where we once again enter the war without an astropath. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Iron and Ceramite Hobby Roundup. My name is John, and today I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Ty. Yeehaw. <laughs> yeehaw and Shane. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> no yeehaw from Shane. No, no yeehaw. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, how is everybody doing? You all good? Yeah, good, mate. So. I'm always good, mate. Thank you. Uh, well, we were expecting Glenn, but I think he might be asleep, so we may or may not see him some point through the episode. Um, but hey, let's get straight into it, shall we? What has everybody been doing? Shane, let's start with you. Yeah, so um, a continuation of my uh, 250 points per month effort. This is uh, one of the so this is one of the fine cast uh, models that's now out of range. So it was announced, I think it was last month, maybe two months ago, that it wasn't going to be in production anymore. So I, I bought it before it was uh, before it was all finished up. And it's the old Space Wolf Rune Priest in Terminator model. It is, it is said it is a fine cast model. So um, I think they're just trying to finish those, those all up. Um, but that's what he is. Um, I haven't got a name for him yet. Um, but it, I, I did. I really enjoyed painting him actually. Um, for a fine cast model, he's fairly, fairly simple. So there wasn't much to trim off him. Um, mm-hmm. It was fairly easy, easy going in that regard. Um, and even the uh, like the, the the runes, the glowing runes on his armor weren't too bad, even though they look a bit fiddly. Um, it was actually quite quite fun painting him. I really really actually enjoyed this one. Does he come as a set then, or is he a single standalone model? Uh, no, it's a single standalone model. So he's he's he is a, um, a HQ because uh, he. So effectively, what he would be now is just a librarian in Terminator armor. So um, he'd, he'd you'd run him out of the Space Marines Codex as such. Um, in the original Space Wolves Codex back in the day, he's got a um, uh, like a rune stave, um, but it would now be like a full sax um, mm-hmm. as opposed. To that so you just run him as a uh, as a librarian in terminator armor that's effectively what he is um he had a bit he had a slightly different profile when it was space wolves um as a standalone codex but yeah. now it's just a supplement as i said he's just a standard terminator uh, do you paint him assembled no 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 uh he was uh, so i painted him because uh, he was only three pieces so just the two arms and the, the body um it was easy enough to paint him um uh yeah in, in parts rather than uh, rather than fully put together, so it was, it was easy enough to do. Because the back is fairly all right, but the front, what if we're putting out to, putting out together, then painting them? Yeah, as I said, I think Space Wolves models always do tend to look a bit busy um, with all of the little like um, skulls and teeth <clears throat> and runic symbols and stuff like that. So it does look a bit busy, um, but it, it definitely was easier doing it disassembled. Um, and I actually started with the arms first because they, they were the quickest bits to get done. Yeah. And then after that, as I said, it was uh, it was fairly easy once I got onto the to the main body. Yeah. But yeah, did, quite quite happy with how he turned out. Did you drill the barrels yourself, um, Shane? On this one, I I I, I did indeed. I, I tend to drill all the barrels. 
I've got to be honest, they are very, very straight. You've done a very good job of that because I know how difficult that bloody yeah, is. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with one of them. I think the one on the, the left, as you look at it, is a bit skewiff, but it, it, it will do. Um, bang in the middle, though. Yeah, mm. it's not it's not too bad. What I tend to do now when I'm doing it is I'll use my uh, hobby knife first just to just to get the center point and scrape a little bit out. And then I use that as the pilot for the actual pin drill. And then that helps get a, a more central hole. Nice. So, yeah, cool. I'm sure there's a joke it. about central holes that we're missing there. <laughs> central hole, fill in the barrel, all that. Yeah. Insane, Dave, we're own dirty joke. <laughs> Dave's the main. Yeah, I never tell dirty jokes. Come on, Slanishy. <laughs> yeah, as I said, it's a better, quite a good shot of the uh, the runes on the on his uh, uh, what's his left arm where he's got his rune axe. Um, so I just did that with um, Troll Slayer Orange as the base, and then did a, uh, a, a like a highlight of. Um, uh, Avalon sunset over the top so it kind of gives it a two-tone effect so you've got mm -hmm. kind of a glowy orange gold effect to them glowing orange more um which i think i think worked quite well so i was quite pleased with the uh the runes as they came out and uh the transfer went on fairly easy as well so he's he is done and dusted complete model which i'm quite happy about mm. i was going to suggest all... that was a, a freehand wolf on his shoulder <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> good one <laughs> What um, year was he, Shane? Did you see on his um, on his um, little base bit? Yeah, so his original uh, casting, I think, was late nineties. Uh, I think it was like ninety eight sort of period that I think he was he was originally around. Um, I was trying to work because there was a lead miniature that was very similar, um, but this is this is the one they did afterwards, which I think, to be honest, they probably did from the same mold, um, but they just used fine cast. I was going to say, it looks like it should be a lead model in my yeah. mind. The whole time I was thinking that until you said fine glass. Yeah. yeah. If I, like, as I said, if, if I showed you the model, like, or if you see it whenever I, I bring him out next time we're having a battle or whatever, you'd look at it and you would think it's like a lead one because I've got a little lead Terminator that's in, in the, the Wolf Guard and it looks exactly the same, but he's a little bit bigger and obviously you pick him up thinking he's going to be lead and he's, he's not his fine cast, so you you know, he just comes off off the tabletop pretty quick. But um, yeah, he's got that dumpy, dumpy lead look to him. Mm. But uh, as I said, it uh, I like the old older looking models anyway. So I was quite quite happy to have him in the uh, in the in the ranks. How many more of the older style models have you got then to do? Because obviously you've been on a bit of a you've been bringing them out one by one. Have you got any yeah. more? Yeah, I've still got so. I've got Lucas the Trickster and then the Grey uh, Hunter Banner Bearer. Oh, I think old camera's gone. Uh, yeah, I've got Lucas the Trickster and the uh, the Banner Bearer still to do, but again to try and hit my uh, my New Year's resolution of the two fifty points per month. Rather than do those guys, I went for batch painting uh, a squad of five Rubric Marines, which is as I said just what I'm finishing off at the moment. I was hoping to get them done for today. But I've still got to do all the gold trim, so they'll have to wait until until next month now. But they will they will hopefully be part of May's cohort of 20, 250 points, and then I've got to decide what I'm going to do next month. And that'll either be picking back up on Lucas the Trickster and the uh, the Grey Hunter, or getting into more of the uh, the Thousand Sons because 
the original idea behind the uh, the resolution was to actually get the Thousand Suns painted, and then I just fucked it off and went and did all my old Space Wolves. So, you know, it is what it is. Well, paint will interest you, though, otherwise it becomes a lot harder, doesn't it? It does, and and I kind of, like, I felt like, I felt like I was ready to give give the rubrics another go. Um, and it's not been too bad. As I said, it's just now I've got up to the point of the gold trim. I'm like, oh, God, right, here we go. I've done literally everything else I could have done on them. I've done their bases. I've done everything, like the yellow trim. I've done everything I can do apart from the gold. And now that's all I've got left to do. So I've, mm. got, to, I've got to just sit down and get through it. Shane, now you've got um, sort of quite a substantial, well, few armies now. As I say, maybe three armies, obviously, Necron, Space yeah. Wolves and... Um, thousand suns are you starting to develop i don't know like an affinity for one of them that you think i know you like the space balls at the beginning but is there anyone else that's taken over thinking maybe they'll be your main army or is it still the uh the wolves it's still the wolves like they're like to be fair the thousand suns the last couple of couple of times i've run them they were they they they, they performed really well like I, i've really enjoyed running them but the the wolves are very familiar so like or you just played john <laughs> whereas i've got to remember what i'm doing with the the thousand suns and the you know i've got to keep looking stuff up with the necrons and stuff like that i just you know i, I know what i'm doing with space marines and space wolves as an extension so it's 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 easier to it's easier to do i think actually the last time i played necrons which was against you dave when we first did the tempest of war game even though i lost that that was probably the best i think the best battle i played with the necrons so they felt like they were like a bit more of a cohesive army and, and something you could do a bit more with. I'm a I'm half tempted to run them again, but I also half of me doesn't want to because I think they're going to really suffer with the new armor of contempt rule as a, a Xenos that doesn't have anything like that. And it's just going to knock all of their AP off. And they struggled anyway from a firepower perspective. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure about the Necrons at the moment. Um but yeah, definitely Space Wolves, uh, I can just run them. I know what I'm doing with them. Like, I've got fairly sort of settled lists in what I'm trying to do, and I can swap one unit out, uh, play around with them, and see what's happening. I think the Thousand Suns are good. The thing I think that I'm missing for them from an option point of view at the moment is anti tank. So I think I've got that. That's the thing with the Space Wolves. I've got everything I need so I can you know, run 2,000 points and tweak it to be assault, tweak it to be more anti-tank, throw in a bit of psyker activity. Like, I've got plenty of options. The Thousand Suns, I've only really got one way to run them. And if I come up against something that's got a lot of tank, it's a bit of a struggle. And then the Necron, as I said at the moment, they just seem, I think unless you invest in something like the old, um, what's it called, the Annihilation Barge, which I haven't yet decided to commit to, I think I think they struggle a little bit. Like they, they definitely need some of that, you know, widespread, really damaging firepower. Um, and that's really the only option they have. So, as I said, I, I haven't, not giving up on the Necrons. I've got enough of them to continue to pursue it. But I think I'll play them the least until, you know, other you know, data slates come out or, you know, a new book or whatever else. So I'll, I'll still play them, but it'll probably be an occasional thing. I think otherwise, then it'll be alternating between the wolves and the thousand suns yeah that makes sense have you thought about getting araman yet 
or I've got I've got Araman. Yeah, I've got Araman. Yeah. I played him. Yeah, yeah, I've got Araman. Well, oh, I haven't played him for a while then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've got Araman. Um, as I said, all all based. He's just not it's not painted up yet. Um, but I've got Araman. He he does all right. He's 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 yeah he's okay. Like all the Thousand Suns, they're they're really good going forward. They're really good maneuverability. They're really good from a psychic point of view. They're not very good if you punch him. Um, mm. And that's the same with Araman. If he gets his attacks in first, he's pretty good. Mm. If he gets attacked first, you know, he's he's like a lot of Marine characters, to be fair. Um, he's only got six wounds. And so if he's hit by anything decent, he tends to die. Um, I think it, uh, it's whether or not I, at some point, I'll probably invest in Magnus, um, which I'd like to have. I'd like to have, you know, if you've got, you've got Chaos Army and then you've got a Primarch, you gotta you gotta get him eventually. Um uh so I would like to get Magnus, but uh that, that will be an undertaking for maybe later on in the year. Cool. Intimidating getting a Primark though, isn't it? You got you gotta do it. if you're gonna do it, you've got to do it well. Well, that's what some people will tell you. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. You gotta get it and yeah, eventually you're gonna to have to paint it. Oh eventually. maybe I'll get Mortari and just spray him Death Guard Green and leave it then. It works for green. Yeah, yeah. Death Guard Green, bit of a wash. Paint the easy bit. I'll do his eyes, that's the easy bit. Yeah. And then yeah. he's good. That's yeah. it. That's as I said, someone side Morty. Exactly. Like the scariest to Primarchs because you don't know where he's looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but, god. Yeah. No, no, so I said, eventually I'll go for uh, Magnus because it feels like it, it, it'd be good to be uh, thematic. Um, he looks like a as well. Like that, all that flesh, you can do whatever you want with that, can't you? That red, the glow, yeah. whatever. Yeah, like if I was in any way, like uh, any kind of good painter, I'd say about highlights and all sorts of shit <laughs> like that. I will just paint him screen the pink and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be that. No, it'll be fine. It, no, it will be good. Right, as I said, it will. Um, I'd, I'd take a bit more time over him, but um, yeah, I mean, the Thousand Sun uh, Demon Prince came out, right? So I think as long yeah. as I, I give him enough enough attention like that, he'll be he'll be he'll be all right. But he is the other side of it is he's an incredible amount of points. So you know, you're only ever going to run him on a two thousand point army, and even on a two thousand point army, he's taken up a lot of your points. So depending on what you're actually playing, you know, he might he might be more ineffective than actual useful because people are just stay away from him. How many points is he? Is he similar to most Primarchs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same, same as Mortari and, and I have four hundred ninety Mortari, isn't he? Yeah, it's it's around that fourth. It might be four fifty. So many, like so that. many, isn't it? So many points. But like you know, the, the you know they move quick. You dump them in the middle. People get distracted by them. You know, they they cause questions, right? They cause problems. But if you're if you're play, depending on what you're playing, that can be good, good or bad. Like if you're playing something like Tempest of War, which I know we'll come on to. But if you're playing something like that, um, he's no good because it's you know a quarter of your points tied up in one unit that can't is not objective secured. So you're just going to be having to use your other units to do all that work. But, you know, as I said, for a spectacle, still a nice model to have. Um, I want to throw out a conspiracy theory, because obviously Space Wolves don't uh, have psychers, they have rune priests. 
Yeah. Your um, your runes on these uh, paraks are strikingly res- similar colour to um, a lot of the Thousand Suns green they have on their their st- four staves or the, the uh, power staves. Is that intentional? Because obviously this guy you say is obviously originally a rune priest in Terminator armour. So I was wondering, then, is is there some heresy coming out in your space walls, or is it uh, just a coincidence that? It's it's just because it's the colour green that I've got. Is this green? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I was just trying to. Uh, it's 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 moot green, and I I yeah. like I like moot green. It's a nice colour. Yeah, fair enough. But that's yeah, that's it. That's what a heretic would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Like you've caught me. You're faithful. You're a heretic anyway. So. I fucking knew it. <laughs> you've got me. That's it. Yeah. yeah. We all know there's these uh, caves on Fenris with. Thousand Suns hiding away. Yeah, yeah, under the sea and stuff like that as well, waiting to uh, to rise again. Yeah, I knew it. Okay, uh, right. Anything else, Shane? Before we move on? No, no, no. I think we've <laughs> we've dwelt long enough on the fact that I've only done one model. Well, <laughs> yeah. there's one more model than I've done. Okay, I've that's only fair, partially but... done three models. I mean, in total, there's enough parts there for one model. Yeah, almost. Uh, but I'll, yeah, I won't link. That, that's what I've been working on. May is not a good month for me because both the kids and my missus have their birthdays in May, so all my spare time is taken up on what they want to do. Um, <laughs> I know it's selfish, so that, that's where I'm at with these. Um, at the minute, hopefully, my two days off, I will get them put together, uh, and then I've got 12 more intercessors to do. So and maybe I'll spray them all and work on them all with some uh, the more necrony stuff. I'm not too sure yet. Uh, and then I just took a second photo just because I wanted to have more than one. But that's it. Um, so that's me done. So uh, I was going to ask you. So I know you're a way off from having your your ultramarine force ready. Yes. Are you looking forward to running some marines? I am. I, I'm looking forward to doing something different. I'm looking forward to maybe not losing all the time. Uh, but then oh, it's probably in the way that I play. <laughs> I know, but not for a long time. I can't remember the last. The last one I probably won was when I beat your winning streak. You beat, um, was it Crusade? Was it the Crusade we were playing? Oh yeah, but we that Crusade um, thing we had going sort of died a death, didn't it? Yeah. But yeah. We, were, we were all about it for about six weeks, and then it, it just went down in flames. Distracted by too many other different ways to play because we'd, we'd started that and then the open war, we got the open war deck and now there's the Tempest of War deck. It's like, yeah. you know, very distracting. Yeah. Cool yeah. I think with the Crusade, you've really got to, you know, obviously we can't meet all the time because of work or whatever. If we could, yeah. if we had a proper league and we was all off on the same days all the time, yeah. you could run. But it's, it's, without that, you sort of lose the enthusiasm after a while, don't you? Because you forget who's what and who's got what. And yeah, it's not worth it in the end. We all need to get a job together doing something Monday to Friday. <laughs> we'll all invest. We'll buy our own Warhammer shop, our own hobby store, all of us. We One share hobby. That's the dream. That will never happen. We'll go out of business because there's so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> they, know, they know what they're doing. <laughs> and we're closed all the time because we're busy playing and painting our shit. Yeah. Go away! Customers. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Opening all the boxes because we want to see what it's like. The till's been dropped again. Oh, don't worry. Glenn's asleep out the back. <laughs> well, no, we can't hire Glenn. He's already told us he doesn't upsell, so he wouldn't do us any fucking good. 
Yeah, and plus, if anyone asked him, oh, how should I paint this? He'd just hand over one can of spray. That's how he gets away with it. Uh, but yeah, I am I am looking forward to playing uh, some Ultramarines. Um, but I imagine that we'll be on 12th edition by the time I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Fair enough. Um, yeah, but otherwise, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, I do. I am enjoying painting them. Um, they need a little bit of a touch up on the um, ultramarine symbols and that, and I just need finishing. So, yeah, they're cool. Um, so that's me. So, so the rest of the episode is dedicated to the eight months worth of work that Tom's done in about three <laughs> weeks. Um, so, Tom, I will hand over to yourself. Dave ain't got nothing at all, now. Oh yeah, Dave, you no. didn't do anything. I've done oh. nothing. I have looked at my pile of shame and then turned away in anguish. <laughs> <laughs> Wept gently in the corner of the room. <laughs> and that's, that's as far as I got. I did get all my painting stuff out one day and then put it away a couple of days later. So you got all your painted stuff out? No, I got all my painting stuff out, oh, all paint. my oh, pots. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I haven't been very inspired at the moment. I've just been looking at my... See of stuff to do. Mm. Have you thought any more about um, what you're going to do with them? Um, the, uh, the Necrons, the uh, Tyranids, Tyranids. Though. Yeah, right. I'm going to put them right at the back so I can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the plan for those. Um, no, they're. Um, I, I probably will end up painting or trying to paint um, the fleshy bits white and then use a contrast paint. Um, it's between that or the dry brush idea that you said, but I just can't decide which one I'm going to like more. So, um, or Stonewall Grey, apparently worked yeah. really well. Uh, yeah, so um, it's between that, but obviously I've got um a lot of Necrons to do. I've got the towel that I really need to do as well because I haven't even finished a single towel model yet. Um, so I'm I'm going to look for inspiration over the next few weeks, but we'll see. <laughs> Good luck. I went a long time because it's just been busy. I went a long time between painting out, and I've had obviously those three um, intercessors on the desk razor. And I think when you when you leave it so long, I find it really hard to go because I had a break. The only break I've had since we started was over Christmas, and then going into January, I found it really hard to like want to paint because I partly because it's like oh, it's a lot of work, and also because it's like well. Is it going to be shit? Because I haven't painted in eight, in quite a while. But I think once you just sort of sit down and get on with it, you sort yeah. of—I don't know if it's the same for you—but you sort of find your motivation comes comes back a bit. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think that that's the, the issue is that I went for a, a stage of batch painting as well. Yeah. And that's never the most fun. Um, so I think I might try and jump in with. Um, I've got the Phobos Phobos Chaplin that mm-hmm. I kit bashed. I think he's probably going to be my next model yeah. because it doesn't matter too much if he's crap and I don't want to fuck up Hellbrecht or um, mm. Grimaldus. So yeah. I'll probably be do him next and then... You've got to warm yourself back up. Yeah. Get the yeah. Sort of, not, uh, for lack of a better term, like your muscle memory back in. So when you get onto pa- yeah. the model you care about, it's not mm. like too, uh, too dodgy. I think that's the only... Is that the only Phobos, Phobos unit that they haven't actually got as a HQ yet, the Chaplin, like, legitimately? 
Yeah, you got lieutenant and got captain. Um, librarian. Got librarian. They don't have a Phobos Tech Marine or a Pothecary either. But... Hmm. How much have you got? Uh, not counting Imperium, because we've all got that piles of that stuff. How much Tau have you got in your pile of shame? How much Black Templars have you still got? Because you keep buying stuff. So, yeah, I know. I've got um, 10 Necron Warriors to paint, 10 Necron Warriors to build, five more walls to build. Um, and then I've got um, 30 Tau Fire Warriors, Ghost Kill, Broadside. Um, Crisis suits, wow. commander, um, and about thirty marines. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I just keep looking at it and just going, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, that's, again. That, that's fair. Oh, again, those Necron immortals. Have you built any of them before? Yeah, so I've um, I've, I've painted, built, and painted five immortals already. So did they weren't you, too bad. Where did you get? Did you get? Did you go out and buy more? No, me and um, Tom done a swap. Oh, you swapped, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't enjoy building them either. I thought they were a pain no, in the ass. They didn't, they didn't fit together very well. No, but, the, um, it's the cables that go around the back of the gun. Mm, I was like, oh, yeah. thanks. But, as, um, as soon as me and Dave swapped them, as soon as he got down the stairs out of my place, or wherever it was that we actually swapped them, I was like chuckling like a madman. I was like, thank fuck I got rid of them. <laughs> they were You horrible. fool! <laughs> they were horrible. I've never been so frustrated with building anything. And, and it was most probably because at the beginning, I cut them all out thinking they was the same and tried to just jam them all together. <laughs> I didn't even think of looking into the, into the folder or anything. And I was like halfway through them and I thought, this is not going to work. So I just started crushing them into the floor. That was the first 10 that I had. Um, so yeah, I was desperate to give them away. Luckily, Dave got, gave me an outlet. What did we swap for it, Dave? My, obviously, Chaos Marines for... What was it? The five yeah, warriors and the codex, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, good deal for me anyway. Well, for both of us, yeah, definitely. I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For me. I wasn't going to use the I've, mm. I've got like I've got three armies now, I'm not mm. going to have a chaos army, it doesn't appeal to me. So, it would have just been another painting project to distract me from what I actually need to do. So, I'm glad I got rid of it to be fair. That's I think fair. we're both quite happy with this one. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> right, so, cool. Let's give it to you, Tom. Yeah. Cool. So, um, this is obviously a model that's probably appeared on here maybe a couple of months ago. Uh, the Emperor's Champion. Um, obviously, I did something different with him. I painted him gold and I put an Imperial Fists um, left shoulder pad on. Uh, he was going to be used as a company champion, stroke chapter champion for the Fists. Obviously, I was going to put a Storm Shield on his left arm, just on the outside. Um, but I think I like the way he looks now. I'm probably not going to play the fists for much longer, as we'll see um, shortly, uh, or, or the specific fists. They'll still be a, a Imperial Fist successor chapter, but this guy's probably going to have no place at all there in the theme. So he's just going to be like a, a model to display, really. But um, like I, say, I went back to him. I put some weathering around his legs, did the base, a little bit dusty, a little bit plain, but you know, at least it, he's finished now properly. And uh, just did a few little effects on the uh, the lantern there, uh, which come out okay. But yeah, not a lot of difference uh, difference to what he was before. It was really good. I really like the um, highlighting on the um, tabard. 
Cheers, mate. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very cool. I, I, I did like the weathering as well. I think you've got yeah. that technique down. I think when you come onto the others, though, that, that showcased a bit more as well. So I, I won't spoil it. Mm. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah, I'm getting into that at the moment. Um, these little weather, weathering kits called, I think they're Tamaya um, weathering kits. Yeah. And they're so easy to use. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll go into it with the others after I've finished. But um, yeah, they're, they're really good bits of kit. Cool. All right, let's, uh, let's jump on. So this guy, um, I think it was December 2020 when I originally painted him. Um, he didn't come out too bad back then, of what I remember. But there was there's a competition going on on Instagram where you, called Mini Glow Up, um, where you've got to repaint a model, either the same model or strip down an old model and repaint it to make it look better. Um, so I, I had three attempts in the end because I kept not being happy with what I was doing. So this was the first one. Um, I should have sent a picture in probably of what he looked like before, but I'm quite happy with the way he come out. I mean, he looks okay. It's not an easy chain nose and anyone who yeah. paints the small lead m models, like sometimes it looks like it's a bit blobby and not painted well, but you're like, well, the casting was shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, like the skull on the gun, for example, because um, this guy's been stripped down twice before anyway. So like a little bit of the, what detail was there on that skull had already been rubbed out maybe yeah. um it looks like he's got no eye sockets but it literally that's just the way it was so all i could do was blob paint over it and that was it um yeah it's not my best work but i was quite happy with him he looks okay was this one that you rescued originally wasn't it <sighs> do you know what I, I i think i did but i can't find the picture of what it was before and i can't remember it must have been a long time ago um yeah, I know I would have bought him, but I can't remember if he was originally painted and I stripped him down or if he was just a bare metal buyer from eBay. Because hmm. you, you said you should have put a picture on here from how he looked before. Is that That's already on your Instagram, though, isn't it? Where he was before. He was. I mean, I've changed a lot of my Instagram lately to make it come into line with the way I've been photographing things. Hmm. I think he's still on there um, a while back. Yeah. But I've, I've still got a, paint, a picture of him from before anyway, so yeah. Well, I was just trying to seamlessly tie in the fact that you've changed your Instagram name as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if anyone's interested in my Instagram page, um, then I've gone from at sanguine reaper underscore, sorry, sanguine underscore reaper underscore 85 to simply reaper dot hobbies. Um, probably more because sanguine reapers were supposed to be my successor chapter, which never really took off. And I got a bit bored with, cause they, I, I pretty much played them as just blood angels. There's no point. Um, but yeah, so I changed it to a, a normal, easy thing to remember. That was it. Really. Thanks John. That's all right. Mate. <laughs> for, for the, there you go. So I've been over, I, I've got five intercessors from the Imperium mag that I'm never going to use. They will never be in my army unless I'm playing blood angels. There's no point. They, they just won't cut it for imperial fists or successor chapters from the imperial fists so i'm just making them into whatever i fancy really i've never painted a white scars so i thought i'd paint one and i tried to make it look like he's uh like a what arm would it be called uh how what's the what's the word in they call it a fake arm it's a cybernetic bionic yeah bionic bionic that's it bionic arm yeah so I tried to make it look like it's been shot um, through the little plate thing that he wears next to his chest there, and it's gone through his elbow and pretty much ripped his arm to shreds. So sort of just slapping uselessly by his side as he's running. 
um, like a massive elephant's cock, basically. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the most natural I mean, comparison. Yeah. What an analogy to go to. <laughs> but obviously, because the bionic hand, he's kept hold of his plasma gun, so it's just comically slapping by his side, sort of like a dead fish. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it was fun to paint, but it's nothing special. It's actually quite a poor paint job when you look close up at it, but there you go. There is so, poor. I was going to say, no, I, I think it's quite quite nice, actually, quite quite fanatic. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was a, a nice nice idea. But I was going to ask, like, I know the Iron Fists, not the, yeah, no, the Imperial Fists, they're, they're, they're um, obviously, and their successors are not known for assault. But you can still run assault intercessors, can't you, in that, that army? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's more of a case of, um, I say thematically, if you're, if you're going to play uh, as the Imperial Fist with what they've got as their um, as their chapter tactics, it would never be worth it because exploding sixes and obviously ignoring light cover, which is what they use, it, it's yeah. all range. So okay, yeah, they're cheap points and you could you could use them as just a quick you know to, to mm. get up. But there are more there are better units you could use for that. For example, Blade, right. yeah, uh, and they've got the Invan and all that type. Of, I mean, these guys. I remember I first run them against John. And um, his death guard guy with the flail took out all five of them, in like, and that was it. And I was like, I'm never running them again for anyone, <laughs> unless I have to. Mm. Um, yeah, but so like, like I say, they're cool models. I just I don't fancy them. I think there are better things out there for me. No, no, fair enough. So this was supposed to be originally a salamander. He's uh, he went a bit dark in the end, so he looks a little bit like cross between a salamander and a dark angel. Um, but it was it was just another one of them. I'm not going to use the aggressors because uh, they've come with flame gauntlets. If they was with bolt storm gauntlets or whatever they called, I would have used them. But these were from the Imperium mag, and that's what they gave us. So um, I, 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 I've painted three of them in three different um, uh, schemes just to sort of as a bit of practice, really. But I was happy with the way everything went with this guy. It went on smoothly. He looks okay. Just hasn't got much of an identity. I think it looks a little bit plain. <clears throat> What what have you used on the base? So it looks like just like ground up watsits, doesn't it? It's just to be. Honest. <laughs> I wonder if that worked. No, um, but all it was is um, what was it I actually used? I think I put down some Armageddon dust, a thin layer of Armageddon dust, uh, and then painted it red, and then just put loads of the. Um, you got in one of the weathering kits. You've got this like fine. It's almost like foundation makeup. You grind up, and it's sort of like sand. And I just spread loads of that over it. Um, it was supposed to look sort of like Mars, I suppose, or like a red planet type of thing. Um, it would help if I had a couple of rocks to go on there. But yeah, that's that's what I used. It would look looks okay, but a little bit cloggy the way I put the weathering on there as well. As you can see around the feet, it's a bit. But yeah, I like the effect on the um, gauntlets as well. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah. See, that's one thing I've learned, right? When if you can get this black background down, I know this isn't perfect, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but the the um the the, the fabric you can see that he's standing on, just as a that's my boxer shorts. <laughs> it's the only thing that was and it's balancing your knob. Yeah, were you wearing them at the time? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how wide it is. No, um, <laughs> but no, um, yeah. So uh, anyway, regarding the ba- black background. It really does make blowing effects stand out. Like if you see this in person with, without the black background, then the little glowing effects on the um, gauntlets don't look like anything. Just look like blobs of 
blue paint that have been sort of put on the end. There's nothing about them. But once you put it up against the black background, it like just sort of draws your eyes, like in your peripheral vision. You think, oh, there's a glow. It's, it looks good. But it doesn't. Mm. It's a trick. <laughs> okay, take it back and look shit. Yeah. <clears throat> so we need a black background. You need to balance it on your knob. And that's good tricks for ph- photography, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> there we go. I have to start buying 25 mil basis then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I could have. Um, did I send in the other picture, John, of the four, the process? I can't remember if I did or not. Uh, no. If it was, I, a, was it four, did you do like a collage? I can't remember. No, you didn't. No. Cool. Um, so basically, this is something I, I've been looking at basing because obviously I'm starting a new army and everything. I, I want to sort of quickly get through a load of bases and do them cheaply as well because Astro Granite, as okay as it is, and Armageddon Dust and all that stuff, if you start putting them on the bigger bases, especially, it runs out so quick and it's like £4.50 or £4 or whatever per tiny little tub. Mm-hmm. So I bought basically five kilograms of concrete powder. <laughs> as you do, um, quick drying concrete like cement, um, and literally it works like a, I say like a dream. It's it's quite difficult to get used to the way you spread it. You have to use a pallet knife, but once you get used to it, as you can see, I'm not saying it's perfect or anything, but it looks pretty decent for yeah. considering that cost me eight pound five kilograms, and that's going to last me forever. You just <laughs> take a bit of powder out, mix it with a tiny bit of water, spread it on there, it dries in twenty minutes, and it's done. Yeah. Hmm. I think it looks really good. I mean, there's like something you could buy, like yeah. as a set base, honestly. Yeah. And, and and the good thing about it is like I say, it dries quickly. That's that's the I mean, the Astro Granite takes a good couple of hours to dry properly, maybe even more. Um, but with this, 20 minutes, uh, the only thing you've got to make sure you do, if anyone ever thinks of doing this again, is clean the top of the base or rub it up a little bit, like the top of the games workshop base. Because when I first did the first couple, they just as soon as they dried, they just slid off, and that was it. Oh, okay. Perfectly clean underneath, exactly the base of the same, and so I had to glue it back on. But yeah, that's just because I didn't clean it. Because obviously the plastic always seems to have this weird residue on. Um, yeah. So if you, I, I generally think if you like the rocks that are stuck on it, the stuff that's underneath, it looks printed. Like, yeah. It lo- it looks like it's come out of a, a machine. I and that's, that's the effect. That's really good. That's the effect of dry brushing. Like I watched the video. Like I'll have to get the guy's name. I'll, maybe I'll put it on YouTube just as like a shout. Out. Sorry, YouTube, um, Instagram, just as like a shout out to him. But it was all about high, like dry brushing and building up the um, the highlights through dry brushing. So you paint it a darker red. Then once the dark red is uh, finished, you put on Agrax. Then once Agrax is done, you put on a slightly lighter red with the dry brush. Then after that, you put on a cream colour or a light brown colour with the dry brush. And it's weird because you think it's not going to make much of a difference, but it really does. It makes it look real, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean... Just a base, really. Yeah. But for, for, for a base, I think it, it's really good work. Like, I don't know, you, yeah, I reckon... You could probably sell sell them the way you make them, Tom, and people would buy them. They could, I could do, um, if, you, if you put a few bits of that powder, a few drops of water, smear them on, you've got about 10 minutes to work with it roughly before it starts to dry out too much. So if you could have like a bunch of bases ready, 
and just smear it on. You got good at it. I know it'd be like a Chinese sweatshop, but like you, you could get them all done. And definitely sell them. Yeah. Well, you was looking for a new job, weren't you? So uh, if we come and chain you to your chair, you could just keep making these for us. You don't need to chain me to my chair. I'll make them. It's no, fine. we'll change we'll change you to the chair for the for Dave's kink. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'd like that. So this, ah, yeah, it's, it's it's so this is one of the um, assault intercessors, believe it or not, um, and orc arms. So he's got all bits of the arms are orc arms, and the body and legs are assault intercessor um, body and legs, and I've just shaved off with the hobby knife the um, Aquila on his chest and put a big I don't know what it is like a chaos logo on his backpack which was from the demon prince set that I had just basically using up old bits to enter a, a fun competition online um yeah that was it for charity it was a charity competition um yeah I had, I had a lot of fun doing him doing him oh Dave thank you before you say it <laughs> yeah that's it no, but um, yeah, I like to kit bash things that are a little bit different because actually when you end up painting them, for me anyway, it makes you more, uh, I don't know, more enthusiastic to get back into the things that you really should be painting because you've done something so weird or so different. Now you're thinking, what? Well, now I can crack on with my arm. I'm feeling good. You know, I'm going to go. So it helps me out. And, mm. and that, by the way, that's the actual base that you saw in the last slide as well. But yeah. I, I smeared yeah. Blood as well, and you can't really see it too well there. But yeah, yeah the full effect. And then going on to the armies that you should be painting. So now we're going to get into your homebrew chapter. So was a, another one of the assault intercessors that I just put different arms on: a lieutenant arm, and a I think it's from the. I'm not sure what actual kit is from, but the power fist anyway, uh, on his as his left arm. And this was just like I say, a test. Uh, of a, a scheme that was in my head because do you know what and, and honestly I'm going to give some credit weirdly to Dave's missus do you remember that marine she painted yeah yeah I do that one back then and I re remember that we were all saying that blue looks really good and it stuck in my mind and I thought okay yeah I, if I add gold with that blue and black and the global stand and honestly that's exactly where it started for me in my head but I always thought does it look a bit weak, the blue? Because it's quite wishy-washy, isn't it? Asthmatic blue to put on. You have to mm. put quite a bit on to actually make it stand out. And I thought I'd go for it and have a go. And I was really happy with it. And this is where it started. This model won't be used in any way, shape or form. It was just a test mm. um, for what was to come. <clears throat> Did you use, to do like the, the recess shading, like in the uh, the power armor on his legs, is that Agrax or is that Nuln Oil? That is Nuln Oil. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I find with Agrax, it's strange. With Nuln Oil, it seems like it's a, li a little more oily. Yeah. Um, when, you, when you put it into the recesses, if you go over the edges slightly, it seems to leave less of a mark than Agrax does. If you put Agrax on there, it immediately looks clear that you've gone over the edge and it looks a bit gritty yeah. and dirty. It's grimy, isn't it, Agrax? Grimy, yeah. That's yeah. it. With the Nuln as well, I found you can, if, if you're quick enough with your brush, you can sort of just... Um, I don't know, move the bit that you've misplaced yeah. back into the line. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was better to do. Normally, I would use Agrax, so I like the shading of Agrax, but because this one I wanted to be a bit more clean, uh, yeah, I went with the null. 
No, no, it looks it looks good. It's like really sharp around the the, the legs, particularly. That's what drew my eye because it's as I said with that color. If you get that like darker recess shading right, it makes it pop more, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And yeah, and I was I was really happy with that. I mean, you'll probably see when you go to my what's actually happened that the way I've painted has changed. But yeah, I was genuinely really happy with that. So again, I actually did the exact same thing with this guy originally. This is my captain, um, and he has a name. He does have a name. So his name is Manu Crixus. Have you been watching Spartacus? Uh, yeah. Has anyone watched Spartacus? Yeah, of course. Um, Manu Bennett, the man who plays Crixus in that, also the guy that plays uh, the or plays the pale orc in um, the Hobbit. Hobbit, yeah. Um, it's that guy simply because his, his face looks like him. A little bit <laughs> so that was it really um but yeah this is today the only there's only one part i'm not happy with on that and that's the um like the purity seal type thing hanging, hanging off of these armor shield thing uh, i really don't like the way i've done that so i might paint over that everything else apart from the base the base it wasn't great um but everything else on the actual model i was really happy with is the on his tilting shield is that a con is that is that like a transfer is Tilting shield, that's it. Sorry, go on. Is that is that a transfer or is that freehand like little white text you've done? Freehand, no transfer. It's a transfer. Yeah. I mean, if you if you look at like you say, if you look at the transfer and then you look underneath at the uh, <laughs> the bit of cloth thing hanging off, I mean, then you can see, you know, that's my real talent. It. it I mean, it's it still looks good. I, I like that transfer on there. I think that's quite cool. Mm. Yeah, it was actually it's an ultramarines transfer, but obviously because it's script, that it's not going to. No one's ever going to read that. No, um, and there's quite a few of them on that as well. One of the I think it come with the Indomitus box that I, I got half of a long time ago, uh, and I've never had cause to use it. And I thought, well, each of my HQs or whichever one I've got a tilt, tilting shield on, I can stick someone there, and it might look okay. And it actually, it, it went on really well. And I used the technique as well of glossing, um, gloss varnishing the tilting shield first. Yeah. And then putting that on, then over glossing it in, um, sorry, over painting it in gloss, and then after that, over painting it again in matte just to make it bring it back down to normal. So it's a, it's a bit of a technique, but it was literally flawless. It's the best it's ever turned out for me, as in transfers. So it is a good technique, that one. And it's really good. It pops. Yeah. The armor looks really good with that. I was really, I've got to admit, I was, this is the best armor I've ever painted because. This took me a good few hours. Normally, I take maybe two hours, not including drying times with my with my efforts. But with this one, it probably took me about four hours, so about twice the time. So I went over all of the armor twice, and I did it thinly, so it was all even. So this is how it can be done, but it took so long to get it that smooth, the yeah. armor. And um, it didn't really matter in the end anyway, as you'll see, because my army sort of changed the way that they look anyway. So this is what it's originally going to go with, sort of a, a, a turquoise popping bluey green. But Is the sword just blue? Is that what you were going for, just a, a, a blue sword? Is Actually, I, I told a lie earlier. I said I wasn't too happy with the base and maybe that little um, uh, purity seal type thing. But the sword is another thing that I'll be looking at, if I'm honest, because... Um, because of the colour of the armour, I used to have my, as Shane called it, my sword blue or weapon blue, melee blue, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and that didn't really fit with the armour because it was quite similar in, in tones. So I tried to go a bit darker and 
I don't like the look of it at all. It basically looks like a big, big blue fucking dildo or something. Like, <laughs> it doesn't look like a sword at all. Um, but at the same time, I did consider painting it just lead belcher or silver, like an actual sword. <laughs> but that didn't pop at like all. Like an elephant's cock. Like an elephant's cock. Well, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> that type of grey, you know. Just, uh... <laughs> but yeah, enough cock talk. Um, he's got a big sword. And basically, I don't know what to, I don't know what will complement his armor on that weapon. I, I really don't. I, I was thinking red, and I was thinking no. Um, silver, no. Light blue, no, because his armor's that sort of color. And then I was thinking like a magma sword. Yeah. But that is a lot of work, especially yeah. when you've got blade guard and that, and, all, and then you're thinking, oh god, do I really want to be painting that that often? So I'm. That is a work in progress. I'm. I'm still thinking about what I can do with that. Cool, fair enough. Uh, and uh, let's we move on. So this is probably the single um, unit squad, whatever that I'm most proud of in everything I painted, just because it's the first one I've ever done that kind of looked the same. <laughs> if you know what I mean, they all look like they should be in that unit together. The tones are all right of the armor. The weathering's all the same. And this is, from now on, as you'll see in the next slide, this is what the, the army will be. Mm. This is what the lunar race will actually look like pretty much throughout the army, as in the tone of the armour and that, that sort of setting of being a bit more grim and dark. They look awesome. Like, really, really good. And, and that's it, isn't it? It's, it's, it's more like a... It's not even that much of a, a great painting skill. It's simply just a look. And if you get the look right, I think, like the, the idea of the look, and a lot of it's to do with weathering, which is really, really easy to do. And almost, I've pretty much done it all over them, everything um, with the weathering kits, uh, like which is obviously just dust on, almost like a, a soft dry brush. Everything except the glowing parts, obviously like the lenses and the face and everything else is covered in it. And it, I know it sounds like a bit of a cheat, but it highlights everything. Mm. If, you, if you're okay to lose a little bit of the vibrancy of the actual paint and the armour, then you can get free highlights, but it will still make a look, you know what I mean? Like a like a battle look. Mm. Yeah, I was they really look like re really realistic compared to most space marines. Yeah. And that's what I thought of really cool. Because like you said, about the captain looks really good, uh, you know. Not really good, but he looks okay, and he's just bright. He, look, he, do, he looks, he looks really good. Yeah, but he doesn't look real, does it? You know, he doesn't look like he's been in any sort of battle ever. He looks like he's just marched out and just raised his sword and gone. Eh. Yeah. Right, no. So yeah, I changed all that. But these look like they look like scouts. They look like they've been out in the field. They look like they've been working for a while. They're they're, they're covered in shit, basically in dust. <laughs> Um, my painting. But, no, but I think you've, I think the scheme is there really well, and I think like you like you said the effects, like the weathering effects, it looks it does look real, it looks mm. really good, um, and it makes me want to just throw everything I've painted in the bin. No, honestly, get get. I promise you, if you get a weathering set, learn how to use it on a on a one test model. Mm. You'll, models even if you just put it on like the lower legs it's so strange because i always thought that if you just put that tiny touch on a on a on a leg on a shin sort of area is that really going to make a difference it does because you don't really notice it until 
you know, you, you know, you, well, you don't notice it. It's mm. almost like they look so good, but I can't really see why. I don't understand why. Because it t- just ties in better with the bass and all that, I think, maybe. Yeah. Um, not what with mine, because it's but what, what was the base colour of the actual power armour? Like, what colour is that? Or is it just all weathering? So that armour originally would have looked exactly like that first picture of the captain. Really? That That's the base colour? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is amazing. But, but it wasn't just the weathering. What I've started to do after this one with them was everything is covered, everything, literally everything apart from the faces, like I say, and the, the glowing parts, is covered in null noil. Gotcha. So it's, so it's that it's that colour, then null noil, then the weathering across everything pretty much. That really works. Mm. Oh, it's really cool. And um, obviously, so the, the the one part of these I'm not happy with fully is, is the bases, because the bases... Um, or, or the models, so we're already stuck to the bases for these ones, so I, I couldn't remove them. It was just too tricky. They were too well stuck, so I had to sort of just paint them red and try and make it look a little bit like sand, not how I want them to be. But I had no choice really with these ones. But, Is that because you built uh, them first? Sorry, mate. Is that because you built them first? Yeah, these. I mean, these were originally going to be imperial fish. They were sprayed yellow before this, <laughs> and I just straight over them with the white, um, so I could do the contrast. But luckily, I used my airbrush on them before, so the yellow wasn't too thick. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, so as you can see there, with that effect on the cloak, um, it's not the same as the other one who was on the other side. The other one on the other side had texture on the bottom, and I couldn't yeah. read this one because I didn't have enough of the dust that I used that I mixed with the red. I used some of the weathering dust that I mixed with Blood Angel's red on the first one uh, to make it look, this one here, to make it look textured, yeah. like he's sort of changing from the floor but the other one I had I didn't have enough so it looks a little bit slicker but you, know, you can't tell I wouldn't have noticed that unless you point it out again it's but, that your, your own worst critic it, uh, they I, both look really good yeah I, I did know I was going to ask you you answered now I was going to ask you if that was because you wasn't sure which one you preferred or well, which one do you prefer the, the the more textured one or the smooth one the more the smooth the smoother one probably looks better but in my mind, I prefer the textured one because I I think that's how it would be. You'd want to blend in more. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Because the the smooth one makes sense because it's a cape, but yeah. the textured one works because it's camouflage, active, futuristic camouflage. Yeah, yeah, there's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Where did you get the idea from for the uh, the line on the eliminators as well, like the active camo? So I just Googled um, camo cloak, uh, eliminator camel cloak, uh, camel, camel cloak, camel cloak, <laughs> camel cloak, <laughs> camel cloak, no, no, eliminator uh, camo cloak uh, effects, that was it. And I just went through some of the images. None, there was none like this. Um, I mean, the, the line, yeah, exact, pretty much exactly the same, but none with the red underneath because that's the colour of the bases. So pretty much I just looked for the line that I wanted and just added the, the, the red bits below. That was it. But there, there, there are quite a few like amazing. Looking at it, I was like, I might as well give up. But yeah, I, I'm quite quite happy with how it turned out. I mean, with the naked eye from a distance, it looks really good. Close up, like every fucking model with effects, it doesn't look as good. But yeah, it, it was good practice. Mm. What you were supposed to say is from you. Yeah, yeah. I, was gonna say, I thought you were going with that, Dave. I'm gonna be like, oh, it looks a bit like the one I did years ago. Of course. Yeah. But, but fuck Very you. forgettable. 
I know, I know you did them, but I can't remember. So many people do them. Very Dave. I was, I, Dave, I was about to say, I think he's copied you, mate. Yeah, that's what I thought. Definitely, and I think he did it better. <laughs> I've never seen them in person. Have you, you've never used them against me, have you? You eliminators? No, I don't think I have. To be fair, I'll bring him next time. Just say, look, <laughs> look what you did. <laughs> so this is my next completed squad. Um, in Inceptors, they are. Um, they was again. They was going to be Imperial Fists, but I decided. I mean, I, I just thought, look. I know, that obviously, the snipers, maybe you'd think, oh, maybe they should be a bit darker than everything else. But I thought, no, if, if they're all fighting in the same sort of a, I, I suppose, desert world or moon world with all the dust everywhere, literally everything is going to be covered in it. There's going to be winds, there's going to be fighting, nothing's going to be clean. So I just thought, I'm going to put it across everything, make sure the lower parts of their bodies are a little bit more weathered than the upper parts, because obviously that just makes sense. And... Um, I think when they're all together as an army, it would just look better. And the only thing I've started doing as well, actually just reminded me, is all of the gold is highlighted. So I'll paint it all with null oil and then the gold will always be highlighted over the top. So there's something about them that actually shines out. Otherwise they look so so dull, you can sort of lose them in, in the picture. What are you highlighting with? Just exactly the same as what I actually paint them with in the start, which is retributor gold. Yeah, but then yeah. after the, you know, after the wash, then just the, the top bits gently, almost like dry brushing, but not quite. You know what I mean? Imagine being the poor bastard has to clean the sand out of their gear. Fuck yeah, that. I see it. I mean, I mean, because it'd be horrific, wouldn't it? Really? I mean, and that's another thing. I wonder how, when you're flying around on a world like that, or how, how do your how do your power packs work? Because they've got them intake parts, haven't they? On the mm. back, like they must be clogging up all the time. You never <laughs> yeah, hear just before. dropping out of the sky. <laughs> whole, whole fucking hive worlds that are uh, manufacturing filters for space marine suits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I like it. I like those models. They're cool. Yeah, the one thing I will change about them, well, well I suppose two things: the bases will have some form of bits of debris or or grass or whatever, dead grass or something on them to make them stand out and I'll probably replace the little stands that they're on because mm. I already glued them together and I couldn't avoid painting or priming them white so they're not see-through obviously so they stand out that looks ridiculous um, but yeah I'll, I'll probably mm. replace them with them there's some parts you can buy off of eBay like custom parts that look like flames and smoke so I'll probably yeah. replace them with them at some point the things on their boots I think I, I imagine Model wise, they're there because obviously when they land, it takes the impacts. Do they look like they should be on a roller coaster? It's <laughs> <laughs> just really strange additions to their armor. When I was painting them, all I could keep thinking was Forrest Gump. <laughs> Didn't think so. Yeah, he's got his leg break as they're flying around, they're just falling off. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, you know, I like these, I like they, these, they're, they're cool models, um, but. They're not the sort of models I would use that often, I don't think. No. I suppose they serve, they serve a single purpose, really, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's pretty much all I've got. So for the um, for the Lunar Wraiths, um, yeah. that's the one we get for that. I, I think you've found a fucking brilliant-looking scheme. 
really good. Good, man. Yeah, I, th- I think looking at it like that, I had to put them all together just to overview to see if they look cohesive. Yeah. Um, and I'm very happy with the way that they turned out, if I'm honest. The only thing I'm not happy about on all of these, because these were all models that were already stuck to bases, is that I couldn't make my own bases for them. That's yeah. the only thing that I sort of regret a little bit. Um, but I'll find a way to get them off of the bases and uh, put some more um, new ones on in the future, hopefully. But we have to put all credit to Dave and his missus for the cloaks and the colours. You're welcome. <laughs> Honestly, that was a really good idea to go with that as a, as a prime colour. Was it your idea, Dave, or was it hers? It was hers. It was definitely hers, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, yeah I can't claim that. Um, she's, um, yeah, she's very good with that sort of thing, so I'll, ma- I'll make sure to let her know. Yeah. Well, next week, she'll be, or well, next episode, she'll be on here and you won't be. Yeah. <laughs> An improvement. Yeah. Well, this week we're paint pink. <laughs> Dave's just pissed in the background. <laughs> I started this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I threw this in last minute because um, it's what I've done today. Um, so I've basically built, I call it a light box, but it hasn't obviously got its own light. So it's just a box. For taking a picture of something in. Um, <laughs> Didn't you buy a light box? Didn't you just spend a load of money on buying a light box? The difference is the light box was shit. It was That's literally terrible. Um, I say terrible, it was better than having nothing at all, but it was like £10. It was from China, it come across, it's, everything in it was shiny, the, the light wasn't the right tone, you couldn't adjust it, everything like that. But with this, I saw something on instagram about especially not like when you have a light box you have to put the model in the light box sort of thing because the light's in the light box right yeah so but what you what you should really be doing is having the the box uh, like that a little bit further back and the model in front of it um so that the box is sort of in darkness if you know what i mean the box itself is in darkness and the light is before the box <laughs> this is really confusing isn't it but, no no it makes sense You've but actually got a picture of it there. It's not that confusing. Don't worry, it's fine. So the light is shining on the model, but the box, because it's got its protection around the outside and on the top, I'll put a little bit of an extra peak on the top, um, is still in complete darkness. Mm. So when you take the picture from a distance, and obviously with the uh, edit, you don't edit afterwards, but if you edit during the photo, you know you can take down the light exposure then you literally can't, you can barely see the back at all. And that's how you get, obviously, the end result. I know the model's not great there, but the actual black background is almost perfect, apart mm-hmm. from you can see the floor part slightly. You see a and, very, very, very faint difference, but otherwise yeah. it yeah. Works. And, I, and I kind of like that as well. They, they, I mean, if I kept taking the, the light exposure down, I could have that completely in black, the background, but it wouldn't look normal, like it's floating in the air. So you want to see the floor very slightly, I think, and then transitioning into it, so you can see the body in full blackness, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, that was it. It cost me, in total, um, including nails and electrical tape, around about £8. So it's not bad. Well, you could have bought a whole fucking tub of uh, concrete for that, mate. <laughs> I'm going to bury you in concrete. <laughs> Tom's spare room is just a padded cell where he bounces around. 
<laughs> one mad idea from the other that just seems to work. I'm, I'm not even lying. If you ever went into that room, like, you know, when we play a game here or something, I tidy it all up, make sure everything, over everything, even though it still looks like a pigsty, right? It looks functional. When no one's here, it's just <laughs> like mad. It's bits out of the... Because you've seen how much stuff I've got underneath that table, right? It's all grounded. It's everywhere, seriously. But, um, you know, mad genius. You, you, without without the genius, just mad. But, um, yeah. Oh, man. You've had a really busy couple of weeks. Really busy. I think it's all to do with simply the fact that I've, I suppose, had the idea that I'm doing... I know it's not unique. Everyone, a lot of people do them, you know, their own chapters and stuff, but uh, or their own successor chapters, own brew chapters for whatever um, race or faction. But I think I feel like I'm literally building something for myself. Like rather than normally when I'm playing Blood Angels, I'm thinking everyone's done this. There's nothing unique about it. Um, you know, and I think that that that's for me. That's what um, makes it worth it. I don't know why. And it makes me keep wanting to do them because as soon as I finish them, I'm like, ah, I can name them now. I can name them. That's good. I look forward to uh, facing the Lunar Wraiths one day. When, how, so how, how many points are you up to now? So I, I've, I've just painted, well, 90% painted one of the Blade Guard. I've got the other two um, based and they're tabards painted um so what have i got one probably about 350 points fully painted um it doesn't sound much it looks like more than it is but you know the eliminate is only 75 points um so yeah about about 350 but nearly 400 with the single blade guard and then obviously the other two that are not too far away so after that i'll be approaching 500 but not quite mm. So the Imperial Fish you've got, are they getting a makeover or are they just going to stay and you're going to start fresh? Every single thing that I've got for the Imperial Fish is going to become Lunar Wraiths, except the characters that I can't use for the Lunar Wraiths. Everything. Because, technically, as an Imperial Fish successor, I can run them as the Imperial Fish. I could even use the characters. Yeah. um, I say they are Imperial Fists. Um, but obviously the characters are painted and because they're decent models, I don't really want to strip them and overpaint them. So I'll just, I'll keep them as a memento of my Imperial Fist days mm. <laughs> in the armies that I never actually got painted. But yeah, I, I think I think going forward, I'd prefer to have everything my own rather than ca- named characters because a lot of the people that actually play online or, or sort of on YouTube and that do say that, you know, it's cool, it's thematic to have characters, but they're not really better than normal regular captains because with the regular captains you can put twice as many traits on them for example and you can pick the traits which yeah. you can't with the characters so I, i'm more than happy to go with that and actually just name them myself like some ultra nerd <laughs> such a free spirit tom yeah i yeah. echo those thoughts yeah cool oh right well uh so very very quickly then i the only other things i've put on the end of this is the interrogator just because we finished act one i just wanted to bring it up i don't know if you've watched any of it tom none of it not one piece i i, I will watch them yeah. how how long the episode sorry 10 minutes 12 yeah. minutes at most i'll probably watch them after this then quickly yeah. did you did you have you watched the third one shane yeah i've watched it all now yeah, yeah i'm, I'm um, caught, caught up 
So quick plug, obviously the individual episodes we've already reviewed and they're on our YouTube channel. So go check them out to see what we think of those. But obviously, uh, Tom, you've not seen it. Shane, you weren't on the episodes. just wanted to get your thoughts really on the, the first act uh, and how, how you found it. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah, it's all right. Like yeah. I said, I, I'm not, I'm not overwhelmed by it. Um, I'll be interested to see where it goes. I think it's, I, I, I think we talked about this on one of the librarian's episodes as well. I think it's really, um, if, if anyone played the original Max Payne game, um, mm. it's super like that. Like the opening credits are exactly Max Payne. Um, and the, it, it's really, you know, they are really leaning hard into that. Um, what's it called? Um, oh, what's that? Term? Noir. Noir, that's it. Yeah, really leaning into the the, the noir um, focus and the uh, a bit like the Sin City comic books as well. Yeah. Um, so rather than the film, more like the comic books. Um, it's okay. Like as I said, it's it is very. It's much the muchness for the, the grim dark future. It's what you'd expect. It's like you know, there's a people getting killed. It's an imperial hive world. All that sort of jazz. But there's there's nothing at the moment that's made me go, okay. This is amazing. It's mm-hmm. it's it's an okay story. It's it's yeah. it's nice to have a bit of animation, like as always. It's good to have a bit on there, but it's it's all right. What I would say, uh, this is a totally different tangent. If you've got Netflix, the new series Love, of Love, Love, Death and Robots. Love, Death and Robots is out. Oh, I just finished that. So good. And I would say that again for me, that is more. Warhammer, what what I'd want from forty yeah. k animation. Yeah, you go back and watch any of the any of the free series of Love, Death, and Robots. Premium so, sci fi animation. Yeah, Re- really good. Actually, and loads of it could be Warhammer. You know, it's very forty yeah. k inspired. A lot of the stories. Yeah. Um, and that that would be my recommendation over the forty k animation at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you have you seen Love, Death, and Robots? No, you know me. You know me and my going out of the way to watch fucking animated stuff. animation. Yeah, honestly, but some yeah. of that you'd like, Dave, because it is top draw. Well, funnily enough, he really liked this. Yeah, I actually really liked Interrogator. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I might have to go and check that out. What's it called? Love, Death and Love, Robots. Death and Robots. Love, Death and Robots. I'll, I'll send you a couple of episode recommendations. I think you'll because some of them, it's it's like. Um, Hammer and Bolt in a way, whether some of them I'm you out. like and some of them you won't. Not the animation style. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Like, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. Loads of different stories. Yeah. But right. I think season three, season three was strong, but there's good episodes. Season one's really good. Up and down in season two, but season three was really, really good. But um, yeah, because we had, because me and Glenn have obviously done the first two episodes. It was a wait. Inter- yeah, he, he turned up for those. <laughs> Um, and then uh, because me and Glenn pretty much for the first two episodes we pretty much have the same train of thought probably more positive uh, Shane I thought you'd like it maybe a bit more and then I was like we better get Dave on because I don't think he'll like it too much it'd be good to have a opposing opinion he come on he, he loved it as well I was like oh well, that didn't work <laughs> so yeah. yeah but uh, yeah we won't we won't spend too much time on that. I, I think it's good um, but for more of our review, go to look at the individual episodes. Uh, and then the last thing for this is um, just a bit of a chat about Tempest of War for 
Have we all played Tempest of War yet? I don't think you have yet, Tom, have you? don't think so, no. The last no. one I played was from a pack of stuffy cards that you had, wasn't it? What was yeah. that before? That, that was Open War. So, yeah, we, we haven't... We'll have to sort that out because I, I think you'd like it. Like, it's yeah. a bit... It's a bit it's really good. It's a bit further on from Open War um, in that it's just your secondaries change every turn. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. really, really, really enjoyed the, that game. I know... Even though I lost, I would. I, this is how I'd like to play all the time. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, if, I'd agree. This, this for me makes every single game much more enjoyable. Yeah, because there's not been a game that I've played this where it's just been a complete decimation. It's been really close to, until the end, mm. um, and it just makes it much more engaging, much more, um, yeah, just much more exciting. I think that a lot of the time is even if you're losing or technically losing, it can swing the other yeah. way so quickly. Um, it just makes it yeah really really good. I've really enjoyed these. Yeah, and the, you sorry. can't go in with one strategy either. You can't you can't go in you, like you said, Shane. When we were, when we were playing, you have to have a balanced army. You can't go in thinking I'm going to shoot them off the table because if if you don't draw those secondaries, it's not going to work. Yeah. And and then it obviously and then you might get lucky where you have all right, let's let's just shoot something off, but then the next one's gonna be now you need to defend or hide, uh or, 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 or sit on a sit on a objective. Yeah, or you get like blood and guts and you've got to go and beat something up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like a real army then. I mean obviously armies don't just sit through the whole battle doing the same thing, right? They adapt and they yeah. evolve what they're thinking, so it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so you, it's it's quite good because you like the other games. You get your standard, like you both get your main objective. So your primary is 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 what it is for both sides. That's fine. But then every turn you draw three secondaries, um, and you can score them in that. You can score them in those turns, or if you think there's one you don't like, you can use a command point to generate a new one at the start of your turn. Yeah. And at the end of your turn, you can discard all three if you don't think you're going to score them. So you got to make you got to kind of make your mind up. Like, do you go for it that turn? Do you hold on for it for a turn? What what are your opponent's secondaries and what they do? Because you've both got the same deck effectively, but they're shuffled, so they're randomised as to what when you get which objectives. So it can it, it really does it creates a, a really swingy game, um, yeah. but a game that keeps you in it all the way through, like until typically until the very last turn, and then you'll be like, oh, okay. Now it's it's you know it might be clear, but you've gone through four turns and it's really close all the way, rather than you know in a standard game where sometimes you get to the you know you get to the end of turn two and you're like, well, that's me fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so if you um, get to the round at uh, the end of one of the rounds to get a new objective, it's it's sort of a luck thing then, rather than you can select a new objective for the next battle round. Entire yeah, it's all yeah. random random. Oh, Okay, sorry, I was miles off. I thought that you could then keep selecting each for every no. Okay, yeah, yeah that so makes sense. Once you complete an objective, so you might have an objective that you score really easily, but once you've done it, it's gone. Right, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, like where you play a standard game, you might be like, right, I've got a shooting army, so I'm going to select, you know, the three secondaries that I'm going to play, try and score throughout the entire game, and they're all going to be based on shooting, right? You know, you, you pick your secondary objectives to try and suit your army with this 
you don't know what your secondaries are going to be until you draw them on the turn. So it encourages you to build like a really balanced list because you don't know what you're going to have to do. Yeah, no, that's, a good, that's a good one, man. Good idea. Yeah, very enjoyable. Yeah, really good. Um, a really, really good, fresh way to play. Although it's come very quick because I don't think Open War was out very long. No, open, open War was, was around a bit longer, but it took us, I think it took us a bit longer to get hold of it to actually go, all right, let's try this um, as, a, as a method of playing. And Open War has remained the same throughout editions. So it's always it's always a method of playing it. Yeah. This Tempest of War, which used to be Maelstrom of War, has obviously it's been a while since you could play it um, in eighth edition. So a couple of years now yeah. before this actually came out. Uh, yeah, so I need to organise another game so I can play it because it was good and it was good. It was close. I think it was quite fairly close between us until till the last round as well. Yeah, it was. I don't a know lot how all games went well when as i said when me and uh dave played when it was the necrons uh that was that was it was fairly close right until the end and you know it was still what was it 92 82 or something like yeah, that i think it come down to, to one secondary in the end yeah. so yeah it was really really close and i thought i was gonna start smashing you as well because well, on a usual day I had some like relatively good rolls, and you sort of got a bit out of position on one of your flanks, and then the rest of your army just sort of started scoring secondaries. And I was like, "Shit, yeah, yeah," <laughs> and, and, it, and it swung like back and forth. Like I thought I was going to win, and then you had a really good turn. And I thought, "Oh fuck me, he's going to win," and then it swung back. It was just yeah, it was really really good. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. On a usual day, that would have been the Necrons done for. Um, if it had just been, a, if we'd been playing a standard game, and then it would have been like, you know, midway through turn three, I'm like, right, we'll just play out the rest of this game now. Um, but because of the nature of it, like as I said, it's every chance I could have won it at the end if I'd done something different oh, yeah. with my uh, with my shard, who was rampaging in the backfield by the he end was. of the game. <laughs> but yeah, that was, it was a good game. Hmm. Definitely a recommend. If you've got a group that you play with regularly, definitely a recommend, I think, yeah. to uh, mix it up a bit. Um, but has anybody got anything else that they want to bring up for the Hobby Roundup? Cool. Dave, I'm going to let you do this bit for a change. As always, thank you for watching. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all other social media bits and bobs. Um, obviously on YouTube, thanks for watching. Um, give us a like and subscribe if you enjoyed. Don't forget to uh, press the little bell button. Um, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and all other good podcast services to search for Iron Ceramite. Um, John occasionally goes on Twitch, um, more than often doesn't. I've met four times. <laughs> um, we do have a Patreon. We don't have much on there at the moment. We are hoping at some point to get a bit more on there. Um, but you've been hearing that for a while, so maybe don't believe us. Maybe do. Tom, did you buy those stickers? Yeah. You did. Have they arrived yet? No. They're <laughs> going to take a while to arrive. Maybe a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Because he hasn't fucking ordered them. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we, might send you, we might send you a sticker <laughs> if you sign up. <laughs> yeah. Um, use our uh, Element Games link. 
um, to get a uh, the obvious um, discount that you get from Element, uh, Element Games. Uh, we get a bit of kickback, um, which will solely be going into the channel. Recently had a giveaway that we've done, um, funded by our um, affiliation link. Um, so definitely use that, and hopefully we can do some more giveaways in the future. Um, and go on combat cards to see whether Sleepy Glen or Super <laughs> Shane are still... Um, Leading the board. Of course, they will be. Who's leading at this uh, moment? In time? It's me at the moment. Uh, Sleepy Glenn is in third. So uh, there, there, there's been another player that's that's joined that is all is now pushing myself and Glenn quite consistently at the, the top of the tree. So uh, you're not going to name him. I think it's it's Covey. I think his name is Covey. Yeah. Um, but last last uh, last month uh, it was Glenn. He led the way. Um, but yeah, this month I'm 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 at the, at the top at the moment. That's why he's not here tonight. He's he is on furious. He's just beavering away combat cards in a dark room with a big <laughs> bottle of Pepsi and his vape. He, he knows that Shane's out for a couple of hours. This is yeah. the time. To <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Uh, well, on that bombshell, I'm going to still start stealing. Um, Jeremy Clark. Clarkson's line here, and I. Uh, well, that's Exterminatus for this week. See you later. As always, we would like to thank you for listening to our Iron and Ceramite podcast. If you liked us, then you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and any other good podcast services. Just remember, in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. Can you see everything, Tom? Yeah, well, until I've done these beers and then it might go a bit. (laughs) We'll see how we go. Guys, give me two minutes. I've just got to go and get my charger. Well prepared. At least he's awake. Prepared than Glenn. Yeah, at least he's awake. (laughs) (laughs) He attended and, yeah, stayed awake. (laughs) <laughs> well if he's getting a charger I might as well get another drink <laughs> he's going to be on the floor by the end of this with John yeah I don't, how many how many has he already had then um, two 8% ones oh really Jesus Christ <laughs> and a a uh, a normal one, I think. Oh, and then that one. So I think he's about, and, and probably I had a, about six beers in. And I had a Koppenberg gin and lemonade. That was quite nice, actually. You, you can't even say it. <laughs> living, living it large on a Tuesday night, John. You off, well, uh, you got tomorrow off. Well, yeah, I have. This has been a very long week for me. It's been a very busy week, and I've got two days off. I worked, the whole of, worked the whole of Monday. Yeah. I have got to do the school run in the morning, but that's a wake-up at quarter... Quarter past eight, drag them up the hill, yeah. and then roll back down and sleep on the city for a few hours. That's a problem for tomorrow, me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem for everyone else. <laughs> fucking typical that a plug would be right behind where I've got my fucking set up. Mm. Well done. Who would have thought that? Exactly. Who would have thought that, John? You're right. Hold on. Oh. Fuck yeah.
I'm not even going to edit. I'm just going to leave this silence in. Fuck <laughs> off, you freak. Oh, let's hear you. We're live streaming. I need to pee myself. Hold on so I can... I can't get that teddy bear of Mr. Strong in. That's ridiculous. So that's... Bring him over. Put him on your lap. Right, cool. I'm ready. Just I'm pretend back. it's him speaking for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 right, I need a piss desperately. Right. Yeah, in a sec. <laughs> Let's get another drink. Yeah, I'm gonna pause that and I'll get a drink.